Back in July 2020 Scott McKay at American Spectator wrote an amazing piece on the four stages of Marxist takeover. McKay's report is based in the words and warnings of Soviet defector Yuri Bezmenov. It's been seven months since the report was published and the situation today is even more dire than predicted. Even McKay would never have predicted the antics of the Marxist left during the 2020 elections. The Marxist takeover of America is well on its way. Here are the four steps of Marxist takeover of America. The first goal of revolutionary propaganda, particularly the Marxist variety, is to demoralize. It's to depress you and make you believe your civilization is lost. Once you succumb to that, you are, in the words of Ming the Merciless, satisfied with less. Why do you think ordinary white people are so willing to apologize for the sins of their ancestors and to confess to being racist without even knowing it? Why do you think corporate America is blindly endorsing a Marxist revolutionary organization that openly declares war on the nuclear family? That's demoralization, and according to Bezmanov it's the first step in engineered societal collapse. What's the second step? Destabilization. Bezmanov describes that as a rapid decline in the structure of a society, its economy, its military, its international relations. We've discussed in this space the unquestionable impetus on the part of Democrats to keep the economy as hamstrung as possible with COVID-19 shutdowns, and those continue despite a precipitous decline in death rates as testing ramps up across the country. It's clear the virus is no longer a significant threat to the health of Americans who don't already have serious medical issues, and yet COVID hysteria is increasing, rather than decreasing. Just Wednesday the Ivy League shut down all its sporting events planned for the fall semester, an absurd decision that is nonetheless likely to be copied by other universities dominated by leftist political activists, the Big Ten, ACC, and SEC are all in various stages of planning conference-only schedules this fall, which makes no sense whatsoever. The virus is the perfect platform by which to impose the economic destabilization the left has wanted all along. No, that isn't a conspiracy theory. They're telling you it's what they're after. Do you believe Ilhan Omar was off script when she suggested dismantling America's economy as a system of oppression earlier this week? Ilhan Omar, who paid a political consultant $900,000 in fees last year, money that came from somewhere, isn't smart enough to say these things without having the script written for her. She's being trotted out to introduce them because she's already radioactive and a lightning rod for criticism, and also because she's one, black, two, Muslim, and three, an immigrant, and even an illegal one. To criticize her statements is cracked bears the signature not of incisive reasoning but rather racism. So when other Democrats join her call you are no longer allowed to object. Google Omar's statements and what you'll find is a loud cacophony of gaslighting by left-wing media outlets like Common Dreams, The Nation, The Washington Post, and others attacking Republicans for reacting to what they saw and heard on video as, meltdowns, and, losing their minds. Even Snopes, the left-wing site purportedly acting as a fact-check operation, declares that Omar didn't actually say what she said. That's destabilization. They're fully engaged in it, whether you believe they've been successful or not. But ask Mark McCloskey, for example, whether or not he thinks it's outlandish to suggest the American order has been destabilized. McCloskey told Tucker Carlson that after the police told him they couldn't protect him after the incident where he and his wife used guns to protect their property from a mob of Black Lives Matter trespassers, he called around to private security firms for help and was given advice to get out of his house and let the mob do what they would. Does that sound like a stable society to you? The third stage is crisis, the catalyzing event that builds on the first two stages to bring on the change the revolutionaries are looking for. Looking for a crisis. Take your pick.
We barely even remember the fact that we just had only the third presidential impeachment in American history half a year ago, a constitutional crisis that was wholly and completely manufactured directly out of thin air. We progressed immediately from that to COVID-19, which was unquestionably a manufactured crisis, not that the virus itself isn't deadly to a certain portion of the population, but if you think the panic and destruction it's caused doesn't smack of manufacture then it's clear you've been demoralized. And then the George Floyd riots and the paroxysms of violence and virtue signaling those have brought on, complete with the current campaign to bowdlerize American history and culture in an increasingly indiscriminate fashion. That's a crisis, everybody, and it's a completely manufactured one. The speed of the cultural collapse that followed Floyd's death, when the legal system moved very swiftly against the police officers responsible for it, makes it undeniable this was planned and only needed a catalyst. What's the fourth stage? Normalization. As in, a, new normal. The statues and monuments are gone, the ball games are out, or at least you aren't allowed in the stadium to watch them, and you've got to watch them on TV interspersed with commercial spots and in-game messaging pushing whatever memes and narratives the ESPNs and NBCs of the world and their Madison Avenue partners wish to implant in your mind. The schools have purged American history and culture, the universal basic income checks have replaced your job, which you can't do because the small business where you used to work has gone under thanks to the virus. And Biden is president. For a little while, until it's clear he's incapacitated per the 25th Amendment, and then somebody else that you didn't vote for is in charge of the country. Scott McKay ends his history lesson with this nugget. This was back in July, before Democrats locked doors for two days to manufacture ballots, and drove in vans full of ballots at 3.30 a.m., and pulled out suitcases of ballots hidden under tables to steal the landslide 2020 election from President Donald Trump. Let's hope your confidence none of this can happen is well-placed. Let's hope Besmanov was a crank like people think G. Edward Griffin is. But just to be sure, let's make damn sure Biden and the Democrats take an historic beating in November. We don't want to find out what's behind the curtain in Biden's basement. Too many nasty things are already peeking out at us from there.